For great-looking T-shirts, hoodies, and sweatshirts, the TNT Shop is now open at tntradio.live. Welcome to The Reckoning with Timothy Shea on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Surprise, surprise, surprise. To no one's surprise, Fed plant extraordinaire Ray Epps got parole. $100 of community service. Got to pay a $5,000 fine. Really? Anybody surprised about this? I'm not surprised. Ray was surrounded by people when he was exhorting everybody to attack the Capitol the night before in Freedom Plaza, surrounded by people yelling, Fed, 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 Fed. It was clear that he was acting as an agent provocateur. Now, some people say, well, it's not certain that he was in the employ of FBI. Well, you don't need to be. It's like the conspiracy theories, right? If you've got a bunch of people with financial interests in a certain outcome, there doesn't need to be a conspiracy amongst them for them each to know what role they need to play in order that the group can achieve the financial outcome, right? You don't need to have emails and meetings and meeting minutes and everything else. If if A and B know that doing something in a certain way is going to benefit each of them, they don't ever even have to talk in order to know that that's what they need to do. So Ray might've been acting on his own, sure, why not? But the odds are that he was a Fed plant. Why do I say that? Well, on January 18th, we're going to be interviewing Jeremy Brown again. Who is Jeremy Brown? Jeremy Brown is in jail based on a conviction obtained by FBI planting evidence on him. This isn't conjecture. This isn't speculation. They planted evidence. How do I know this? Because the jury rejected one of the pieces of evidence. They had classified documents on a CD that was in a red jewel case. And they tried to introduce that as evidence and say that Jeremy had misappropriated and was mishandling confidential information. Well, little problem. They forgot to photograph the red jewel case in the trailer, which they said it came from. So the jury said, no, it's not in any of the photographs. We're not accepting that as evidence. However, the jury did accept the hand grenades. What hand grenades? If anybody thinks you can leave the military with a single round of ammunition, much less hand grenades, they've got another thing coming. These guys are given such extensive audits, it's unbelievable. And the hand grenades that they tried to say were Jeremy's, or that they did say were Jeremy's, were wrapped in a way that Jeremy doesn't wrap his hand grenades. What I mean by wrap, they special operators will wrap their hand grenades in adhesive tape to prevent accidents, right? And they each have their own pattern so that they know which grenades belong to whom. Hand grenades weren't wrapped in Jeremy's pattern. Moreover, anyone who's ever used athletic tape or any kind of electrical tape or gaffer's tape or any adhesive tape knows that the edges always have a little bit of stickum on them and that they pick up fibers 
like a magnet picks up iron filings. There were no fibers on these hand grenades. No fibers from Jeremy's dogs. No fibers from the carpet. No fibers from the furniture. No fibers from him. There were no fibers in these hand grenades. How likely is that? That hand grenades that had allegedly been there since he left the service didn't have any fibers stuck to them. It was absolutely planted evidence. And the jury bought it. And Jeremy's in jail. And why did all of this happen? You might not know his name, but I'm sure you're going to remember the video of Jeremy Brown being asked on his front porch by FBI agents to act as an undercover informant on January 6th. They tried to recruit him as an asset. Jeremy not only said no, not only said hell no, he showed the world what they had done. And to pay for that crime, Jeremy had to go to jail. And that's where he sits today. We're going to be talking to him next Thursday. Ray Epps, on the other hand, did Ray have a similar conversation on his front porch? Looks likely. And a slap on the wrist, one year probation and 100 hours of community service and a small fine. Are you kidding me? For encouraging people to go into the Capitol, for encouraging people to attack police, for encouraging people to violence. All he gets is probation. If it looks like a duck, walks like a duck, and quacks like a duck, you can bet your bottom dollar it's not a donkey. You can also bet your bottom dollar that there are a whole lot of jackasses behind this, such as Nancy Pelosi. Donald Trump is guilty of insurrection, even though he's not even been charged with insurrection. Really? Would an insurrectionist offer 10,000 National Guard troops to protect the Capitol the day before he was planning an, an armed insurrection in which everyone was unarmed? This whole thing stinks to high heaven. And I think we can all see through the subterfuge. I'm Timothy Shea. This is The Reckoning. Are you enjoying listening to today's news talk, TNT? Do you think we're doing a good job? Then please let us know. Why not leave us a like or positive review or comment on Facebook, X, Gab, or Getter? Help us get the word out as we cover the biggest topics of our time on today's news talk, TNT. Abroad or at home, this is your news. By staying silent, we are part of the problem. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. According to a bombshell new court filing, Fulton County District Attorney Fanfani Bobani Willis and the attorney hired to prosecute former President Donald Trump are accused of having an improper romantic relationship and benefiting financially from the arrangement. Here with the story, joining me now is TNT News producer Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. Thanks, Timothy. Uh, the plot thickens, as it were. Uh, I didn't see this one coming. I love it when I don't see things coming. It's always fun to be surprised every once in a while. I know, yeah. right? Uh, so uh, it's already got a name. It's it's Fon Fonny Gate, Fanny Gate. I don't know how you say her name. I think it's Fonny. Uh, sorry. 
uh, Fonnie Willis. Uh, but yeah, Fonnie Gate, this is great. Maybe it'll be the word of the year. We'll see. The year's pretty early. Uh, but apparently, uh, by the way, we learned about this thanks to court filings related to one of Trump's 18 co-conspirators. Uh, I had his name, uh, Mike Roman. There we go. Uh, who was seeking to have the case dismissed. But thanks to that, according to this 127-page motion to dismiss, which was filed on Monday, uh, Willis apparently hired her alleged romantic partner, one private attorney, Nathan Wade, uh, to prosecute Trump. Uh, and he has been paid nearly $654,000 thus far in legal fees, uh, actually from January 2022 through December of 2023. Uh, let's see, in this, uh, let's see, quote, in turn, Wade is taking Willis on and paying for vacations across the world with money he is being paid by the Fulton County taxpayers and authorized solely by Willis, end quote. That's what Mike Roman said in the court filing. Uh, Roman's attorney, Ashley Merchant, is seeking to dismiss the charges against her client and to disqualify Willis, Wade, and their entire offices and firms from participating in the prosecution. Uh, Willis's spokeswoman, Pallavi Bailey, said that the district attorney's office would respond to the allegations, quote, through appropriate court filings, end quote. That's a... Uh, According to a report from the Atlantic Atlanta Journal Constitution, excuse me, uh, Merchant also said she could not find any indications that Wade has ever prosecuted a felony. The motion to dismiss does not provide direct evidence of allegations against the duo, but states, quote, upon information and belief and based on discussions with individuals with knowledge, Willis and Wade were romantically involved prior to Willis awarding a contract for legal services with Wade. It is not entirely clear when the relationship began, but it began while Wade was married, end quote. Oh, it gets better. Uh, Wade started his special prosecutor contract with Willis the day before he filed for divorce in Cobb County in November of 2021. But the filing was improperly sealed, according to this court document. Uh, Merchant said she was able to review the divorce documents, but she is also I'm sorry, she is seeking to have them unsealed before discussing them publicly. Makes sense. Wade, Willis, and their offices should be disqualified from further prosecution of the case, quote, on the grounds that the district attorney and the special prosecutor have been engaged in an improper clandestine personal relationship during dependency of this case, which has resulted in the special prosecutor and, in turn, the district attorney profiting significantly from this prosecution at the expense of the taxpayers, end quote. This is Merchant speaking, by the way. Uh, furthermore, quote, accordingly, the district attorney and the special prosecutor have violated laws regarding the use of public monies, suffer from irreparable conflicts of interest, and have violated their oaths of office under the Georgia rules of professional, professional conduct, end quote. Roman, the former president, and 17 other co-conspirators were charged under the RICO, Racketeer Influenced and Corrupt Organizations Act, among other Georgia state counts for their alleged efforts to overturn the 2020 election results in favor of Trump. Uh, so that's what this is related to. We all know who Fonny is, and now we're all learning about Fonny Gates. Uh, Timothy, what do you think about this? Well, I think you're right. Her name is pronounced Fonny, but I 
distinctly and intentionally call her Fanny because whether you're in a British Commonwealth country or the good old United States of America, it has different, albeit similar, negative connotations. So on the reckoning, at least with me, she's Fanny Willis. And I've got sauce. We've got the receipts. He billed the state of Georgia 24 hours for, I think it was November 5th or November 6th, a single day in November, he billed 24 hours. Yeah, that's not good, Adam. That's not good. As I always say, their hubris will be their downfall, their arrogance, their sense of entitlement. Well, I need to make this much money to take you to the Bahamas Bay, because that's one of the places he took her. So, oh, well, just, just bill it through, just bill it through. And so sloppily, he billed two, uh, 24 hours when all the other entries that week were eight hours, three hours, right? No, 24 hours. I think that might be what finally sinks their battleship, Adam. Wah, wah, wah. Well, I mean, I live in a world, Timothy, where these people get away with crimes right in front of our faces. So I'm a little skeptical, unfortunately. But, you know, I mean, I mean what are they going to do? If they broke the law, they broke the law, right? And, you know, unless you're Hunter Biden or Joe Biden. Uh, See, and that's the thing time. right there. Yeah, that's the thing right there. These two are not high enough up on the food chain to not get thrown under the bus. So... Oh, look, it's the M5 Express. Here it comes. And under they go. Plus, you know, it's not going to have any bearing, I don't think, to the case that they're trying to bring against Trump. I mean, can't they just slide some new people in and say, oh, out with the old, in with the new, and just more with the same? Perhaps. Well, they could, but I think there's going to be a venue challenge in that regard because they're going to say her entire office is corrupt. And therefore, it needs to be taken out of Fulton County, which it should anyway. I mean, the, the, look, all of these cases, all of these charges are preposterous. They exist for one reason and one reason only, for the left to be able to say Trump was indicted, for the left to be able to say Trump, Trump is charged, Trump is facing charges, Trump is in court. What worries me the most, though, Adam, is what happened outside of court today. Reporters were caught on a hot mic joking about Trump having a JFK moment. They were joking about... Yeah, didn't somebody tell JFK, hey, the weather's nice, you should take a convertible. Maybe they'll do that for Trump. I'm telling you, I've been warning you for months now, these people want him dead, as in D-E-D, -E in the ground, dead. And yes, of course, I intentionally misspelled dead, just to make a point. They want him deceased. They want him to be not only a former president, they want him to be an ex-human. They want him interred. They want him six feet under. It's their only hope at this point of keeping him out of the Oval Office. And if we've learned nothing over the past four years, it's that these people will scruple at nothing and stoop to any means necessary to achieve their objective. It's true. If you dig deep enough, you find out that there might have been something a little bit more to that Titanic disaster than meets the eye, Timothy. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say, Mr. J.P. Morgan. All right, Adam, thanks for another great story. I look forward to tomorrow's. You're listening to The Reckoning on TNT Radio.
TNT Radio's Chris Smith. Despite being used to protect travellers from terrorists, hijackers or violent drunks or those who were drugged out as they board, and this has been going on since 1961, they won't be around this Thanksgiving. None of them. Air marshals were always meant to be invisible. Well, you can guarantee that this Thanksgiving. Ironically, the Biden administration has been hijacking air marshals for all kinds of other duties, leaving the passengers they were meant to guard and protect completely helpless. Air marshals have been lumbered with assisting the chaos on the southern border. They might be called air marshals, but an unknown number are now seconded to work on the ground. Maybe they're ground marshals now, marshalling illegal immigrants on the border and doing the job supposedly meant for the United States Customs and Border Protection. Where are they? Chris Smith on TNT Radio. subject to be on display, doing the walk of shame, full visual impact. Any questions? Are we becoming a police state? Government told American citizens they couldn't go to church on Sunday. For the first time in my life, I'm saying to myself, am I going to get a knock at the door? FBI warrant, come to the door now! The Patriot Act and FISA were used against Donald Trump. These individuals have commissioned the biggest propaganda play in U.S. history. They don't go after the people that rigged the election. They go after the people that want to find out what the hell happened. We don't need to have a crime. What we need is a person to look at. And then we go find out what crime you did. FBI! Our focus is shifting. Our main priority as a bureau is going to be domestic terrorism. It really paints anybody who's right of center. If you're a pro-life, pro-family Catholic, they define you as radical. These are anti-government. We have freedom of religion and freedom of speech. Violent extremists, and they must be dealt with. We can do anything we want. Today's News Talk Radio. I do a lot of streaming radio. I do a lot of free streaming. TNTradio.live. Dr. Jim Thorpe is the Chief of Maternal and Prenatal Health at The Wellness Company. He's an obstetrician gynecologist and maternal fetal medicine specialist. He received his medical degree from Wayne State University School of Medicine in Detroit and has been in practice for more than 40 years. I'd like to welcome back to The Reckoning, Dr. James Thorpe. Jim, thank you so much for having me back on your platform. My pleasure, Jim. Always enjoy our conversations. We're starting to see data that confirm our early predictions that the mod RNA injections are harmful to both mother and child during pregnancy. Where do we stand regarding miscarriages, stillbirths, and vaccine-injured neonates? Yeah, I, I think that this is a fait accompli. I, I don't think there's any question anymore um, from uh, areas uh, and sources all over the world that these uh, mRNA genetic shots or injections uh, substantially increase the risk of menstrual abnormalities, uh, infertility, um, those getting pregnant, substantially increasing the risk of miscarriage, fetal uh, malformations of almost every organ system, fetal death, 
um, and many other complications, obstetrical complications, including uh, growth restriction, really abnormal placentas resulting in significant growth restriction, severe preeclampsia, uh, many, many other abnormalities, including preterm delivery, preterm birth, preeclampsia, uh, and premature newborn and premature death in premature newborns being delivered. And this is exactly what happens when science moves at the speed of commerce. We were told throughout the scandemic that the researchers were moving at the speed of science, which is for people in the scientific community, we realize it's the most ludicrous statement ever because science is slow and plotting and careful and, and peer reviewing. And okay, you published your experiment. Let me see if I can duplicate it. And, and that takes time. And then there's competing papers and, and symposia. And it takes years, if not decades, to make a scientific breakthrough. And here we were told that, oh, no, all this has to be done in a matter of weeks, if not months. And everybody needs to get this in their arm. And don't worry, we'll, 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 we'll worry about all the safety studies on the back end. My position is that this was premeditated. It was foreseeable. You know, in law, one of the ways in which you are held liable for negligence is if the result achieved was reasonably foreseeable based on the action taken. So for example, if you fire your pistol into the air, was it reasonably foreseeable that that bullet would land and strike someone, potentially kill them? And of course, the answer is yes. Well, in terms of reasonable foreseeable foreseeability here, we have Pfizer's own research protocol, the protocol, the study protocol that they gave to every place that was involved in giving out the injections, because that was the experiment, right? Giving the injections was the experiment, and they had a protocol for that. And in that protocol, it said that if a pregnant woman came in contact with anyone who had been vaccinated, that Pfizer's safety needed to be notified within 24 hours. So a situation where a wife is home on bed rest, pregnant, her husband goes to the gym and plays basketball with the guy who just got the injection. They've got to notify Pfizer within 24 hours. Why was that if all of a sudden these injections are safe for pregnant women? The answer is it wasn't safe for pregnant women. They knew it. These injuries, these deaths were reasonably foreseeable. And Pfizer needs to be held not only civilly liable in payment of money da monetary damages, but they need to be held criminally liable in my position. Well, I, I, I think everything you just stated is absolutely 100% correct. Um, you know, two years ago, I stayed in my wheelhouse and I only reported on the obstetrical and pregnancy outcome data. But now it's so obvious that, that I feel comfortable conclusively stating that this was planned. It was a planned event. And the uh, systems were set in place to in essentially brainwash every facet of our society, every single facet, and control every single facet, including priests and pastors and rabbis and imams, the whole faith community. You know, Tim, yes. just... Yesterday uh, and the day before, my wife and I, Maggie, an attorney, also is working. Uh, we're working on a new uh, <clears throat> article that reviews 
the way that Francis Collins and Vivek, uh, the the former um, Surgeon General in early 2021, and it's really quite um, upsetting the way that on this Zoom call that's available for anybody to review um, and hundreds of faith leaders face-to-face on a Zoom with the the Surgeon General of the United States of America and Francis Collins and the statements that they made regarding that Francis Collins made, allegedly um, a, a godly man pretending to be a godly man, pretending to be a scientist. Um, and just the day before, I was uh, formally had to retake my GCP, Good Clinical Practices for a new IRB board that I'm on, that's from HHS and CDC. Tim, every single statement he made to those pastors was violated by the GCP, the federal own uh, ethical guidelines for implementing research protocols. It was unfathomable. And so um, it's, it's very, very discouraging. They captured all the medical journals. Now there's reports out, you know, just exactly like Brooke Jackson stated when she was working for Ventavia, which did the outsourcing of the research. They were cheating. They were lying. They were unblinding. There was no randomized double-blinded placebo-controlled trial. And now we're seeing proof that they removed people that were killed in these uh, preclinical trials. They removed people that were killed. Um, Irrefutable. So you're right. They knew it. And and if that's not bad enough, by Pfizer's own data, the post-marketing data available on February 28th, 2021, it's almost three years ago. This was the deadliest drug ever rolled out. That's irrefutable. irrefutable. Ever. And I want to put that in context after the news. You're listening to The Reckoning on TNT Radio. What a news day this is turning out to be. Let's finish it. TNT Radio News. For TNT, this is James O'Neill. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin has revealed he had recent prostate cancer surgery and that its complications led to a temporary inability to perform his duties, all of which were unknown to many of his colleagues, including Pentagon officials. On January 8th, former U.S. President Donald Trump initiated a series of legal motions to dismiss the case against him in Fulton County, Georgia. In this case, Trump, alongside more than a dozen others, faces state-level charges related to their actions contesting the 2020 election results. Globalist agendas, democratic rights at risk, corruption, propaganda. It never stops. For the news and views silenced by the mainstream media, by government and corporations, vote one. TNT Radio. Free speech always has a home here. Stay up to date with the latest live news and current affairs delivered by our lineup of expert commentators and hosts. Listen to TNT Radio anywhere you go. Ask Alexa or Google to play TNT Radio or download the TNT Radio app for free from the App Store or Google Play. Today's news talk. This is TNT Radio. Jim, you and I are of a vintage that remembers the swine flu scam of the mid-70s. And at least FDA then had the scientific integrity to pull the swine flu vaccine, which was a legitimate vaccine. They didn't have to change the definition of vaccine to call the swine flu vaccine a vaccine. They pulled that vaccine from the marketplace after 48 people died 
We've had way more than 48 deaths from this mod RNA injection regime. And the question is, can FDA's integrity ever be restored? No. And and I, I might, um, there's some equivocation on that number. You said 48. Um, the numbers that I have, and I've heard other experts say that, yeah, 48 was after they discerned that, after it was pulled off, it was only 26 that uh, uh, really? elicited the immediate withdrawal. And there were a few cases of, of um, other neurological complications as well. But but you're right. Um, listen, there, there's no way that the FDA or the HHS or the CDC, or for that matter, the DOJ and many other government agencies, including the administration, can ever, ever regain the trust of the American people. Listen, they're killing. They, I, I, I don't want to overstate this, and I'm not, because I have facts and proof. This vaccine in of itself has killed and injured 585 million global citizens. And I'm uh, happy to debate that with anybody. Um, now, if you extrapolate to the United States of America, uh, which is an underestimate because we are overrepresented compared to the rest of the world with vaccine use. But that, assuming that we're on par with the rest of the world, uh, we have 24 million Americans killed and injured. Now, um, that would translate into 700,000 Americans killed just from the vaccine. Now, I get pushback from that both ways. Um, I have experts saying you're way underestimated, uh, Dr. Thorpe. You are uh, uh, making, uh, extrapolating that from national data, uh, global data, which I am. And he said, um, you know, in the United States of America, it's 2 million. It's killed by the vaccine. So this is um, an egregious violation. This was a perpetrated bioweapon. And these are criminal organizations. They really are. And they're completely soulless. It's absolutely macabre how these people are shouldering the responsibility that they bear. Namely, they aren't. They're acting as if they've done humanity a great service, which I think maybe in their eyes they have. We've got that clip of Bill Gates saying if they do a good enough job with nutrition and vaccines that we can lower the population growth. Um, I, I think that that's what's happening. Getting back to your point about how they've co-opted the faith communities in this country and around the world, that's nothing new either. Margaret Sanger was paying black pastors to tout contraception to their congregations because Margaret Sanger was a virulent racist and an avowed eugenicist. Yes. I am a traditional Roman Catholic, and I am deeply ashamed of my church. The Catholic Church is the largest provider of social services in the country, and that's both good and bad. It furthers the church's mission to do justice and to provide for the neediest, but at what cost? Back during the potato famine in Ireland, an expression arose which persists to this day. Did you take the soup? Protestant churches would offer soup kitchens, but only for people that converted to Protestantism. So the question among Catholics became, did you take the soup? 
did you give up your religious beliefs in order to save your physical body? And the same thing is happening now. The reason we have the Establishment Clause in the First Amendment of the Bill of Rights is that it was to protect the churches from the government. It wasn't to keep religion out of the public square. It wasn't to protect the government from religion. It was to protect the churches from government involvement. Well, just as we have regulatory capture of CDC, FDA, et cetera, by the drug companies, we now have essentially government capture of the Roman Catholic Church through Catholic Charities, the Lutheran Church through Lutheran Family Services. You mentioned imams and rabbis. They captured churches. We couldn't have mass. And then when we did, we had to have social distancing and mask and all of the nonsense, all of the not only non-science, but anti-science hysteria that went on during COVID, all the propaganda, all the scare tactics, and the church bottom hook, line, and sinker. And, and that I'm deeply ashamed about that. Interesting you bring that up because my wife Maggie and I are currently on our new article. We're reviewing that whole faith interaction with the uh, United States Surgeon General, Vivek uh, Morak was his last name. What was his last yeah. name? Uh, I think. And then Francis Collins. And, you know, just it, it's really, really hideous. And part of this is cognitive dissonance. Um, you know, it's kind of like the patients that I have that have had repeated horrible obstetrical outcomes clearly associated with the vaccine. Tim, I have a dear friend that has a daughter that has had seven losses, seven oh pregnancy goodness. losses, including two sets of twins. She had a completely normal pregnancy prior to the vaccination. Um, and that includes uh, almost dying from a miscarriage and then also a fetal death. Now, she's so emotionally devastated, Tim, that she cannot reconcile. There's so much cognitive dissonance. If she lets that sink in and she blames herself, she'll be suicidal. Uh, she can't live with that because she feels like subconsciously she knows their, the vaccine caused it, but yet if she connects the dots cerebrally, she won't be able to deal with it. So she won't talk to anybody about it. She won't admit it. And she won't ever admit to anybody, including her personal family members, that this devastating loss was caused by the vaccine. This is what the government has done to us. This, all the OBGYN doctors, 61,000, were captured by what we talked about before. I think we talked about what I termed the covenant with death, which is right yes. out of Catholic scripture. Um, in Isaiah chapter 28, verses 15 through 18. They're not allowed to deviate into this very day. They have to walk lockstep with the lethal narrative. They're still pushing, Tim, this vaccine in pregnant women. Pregnant See, and that's, women. Where I, that's where I get outraged because your friend's daughter, those are the people that we need to approach with love and compassion. Okay, they should not be mocked for taking the vaccine and, and for not realizing what we realized early on was that even before, even before I was out in April and in June 
of 2020, before these injections were even available, I was warning about these things because I understand RNA and DNA technology. The people that didn't, it's not their fault. They were lied to. So people like your friend's daughter who suffered seven fetal deaths, that's someone that we need to approach with love and compassion. My anger is reserved for those that are still pushing these drugs, for those, for the marketing companies that are still placing ads on television, that ad companies that are still creating ads pushing these, the people acting in them, the drug companies paying for them. Those are the people that I'm furious with. And I'm I... That's right. We need to we need to get to a point where people are held accountable. And I want to talk about that after this quick. She used to dance and dream of a better life, a brighter future with nutritious food to eat, a chance to learn, to get an education and do incredible things. Today, thanks to Children International and friends like you, she dances for the world. Together, we give children in poverty a chance to set their sights high and achieve their dreams by ensuring that they have access to healthcare, education, life skills, and more, so they can grow, thrive, and believe in themselves. Gracias. Gracias. Learn more about Children International and join us in our life-changing work at children.org today. What do I love about riding? It's the thrill. The excitement. Riding gives me a sense of freedom. I feel so connected to the road. Riding is like therapy to me makes me feel alive. Love riding? Back off. The Reckoning with Timothy Shea on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Jim, a friend of mine says that one of my superpowers is that I can see around corners. And it, it's not because I'm a seer and it's not because of any mystical power that I have. What I have is a solid education in the sciences. And what tipped me off to the fact that we were entering a PSYOP is when they started breathlessly touting the R naught value every single night on the TV. The R naught value. This is this is more deadly than X Y Z disease. You know, choose your disease. I had someone scream at me on Facebook in all caps. This is literally aerosolized Ebola. What do you not understand about that? And I said, Well, the fact that it isn't, I understand that. You know, for those that don't know, the R naught value is a calculation of how many people got sick out of how many people were exposed. Well, there was absolutely no way to know how many people were exposed, and there was no way to know how many people that were sick were sick from this, at, then, at the time called the novel coronavirus, as compared to the regular flu that we have, that we lose 40 to 60,000 people a year from. So the R naught value tipped me off, but when they started talking about the PCR tests, that's what I knew for certain that we were right, that we were being lied to. A friend in a care facility recently told me that the staff at the care facility told her that she tested positive for COVID, even though she has no symptoms. Are there any approved tests for COVID-19? 
or have there ever been a test for actually SARS-CoV-2? That's a great question. Um, you know, if you believe uh, the inventor of polymerase chain reaction, Carrie uh, Mullis, um, uh, who interestingly recently died, uh, not exactly sure what the mechanism of his death was, but, you know, he went on record as stating that it was absolutely abused in this situation. You know, you, you can determine whatever result you want to determine with a PCR. It all depends on which base sequences you put in, number one, and number two, how many cycles you do. You can make something out of nothing if you do 40 cycles. Um, literally, you can make something out of nothing. So now what's coming out is that what happened in 2020, all these um, falsified uh, falsification and lies that our hospitals were bursting at the seams, we know that now to not be true. The um, Many of the hospitals, the larger hospitals, by many expert witnesses, were essentially empty. And so it would appear that the government implemented these uh, these um, very damaging mandates, um, maybe hurt the hospital severely financially because they couldn't do any of their traditional elective cases and, and their admissions were down. And yet, on the same time, you know, we know a very peculiar uh, prevalence right now of influenza. Influenza apparently just mysteriously disappeared in 2020. And up comes COVID-19. And subsequent to 2020 now, we see that the uh, the influenza cases has come back to what they were pre-pandemic. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, we lost 63,000 people from flu in twenty the winter of 2018-2019. And then two years later, we had literally statistically zero. They reported zero deaths from flu in 2020. 2021 which that's is not biologically possible it's that's not it's an absurdity it's an absurdity so you're absolutely right in fact the way i explain the pcr to people is that it is a genetic photocopy machine right you take a small piece a small sample of dna and through chemical reactions iterative chemical reactions you can make more copies of it so the example of you take some dna from a mosquito trapped in a piece of amber. You can magnify that small amount of DNA so that you have enough DNA to study, to do your experiments with. It's just a photocopy machine to make extra copies. It's It was never intended to be diagnostic, and that's what Kerry said. He's like, no, that's, that's not why I invented it, and that's not what it's used for. In fact, it's an inappropriate use. CDC has admitted as much implicitly there was a study of COVID-19 in vaccinated people that they recently conducted. And the PCR-CT threshold, the cycle count threshold in that study is 28 cycles. That's the maximum. You can Maximum cycles you can run is 28. But during the 2020 to 2023 scandemic, CDC was recommending a 40 cycle threshold, thus resulting in millions of false positive diagnoses and potentially undercounting the number of people that have been vaccinated that have gotten COVID. And I, I think that everyone has a story about the only people we know now that are getting sick 
or the people that took the shot. I know mm-hmm. I have not had so much as a head cold in 15 years because of my my great supplement regimen and just eating well and washing my hands and doing all the common sense things. If the CDC itself is saying that if we're studying people that have taken the injection, we're going to have a 28 cycle threshold. But for people that weren't vaccinated, we're going to have a 40 cycle threshold. Isn't that an implicit admission that they were conning us all along? It absolutely is from a scientific perspective, but uh, people, uh, Timothy, don't have your uh, knowledge, your medical knowledge. You're very knowledgeable. If only the rest of the population had your um, knowledge and wisdom, uh, we wouldn't be in this mess. Well, I I credit my professors. I, I really had the benefit of an amazing education. And I, I'm really not trying to be the smartest boy in the room, but I have been jumping up and down, screaming at the top of my lungs and waving my hands for going on four years about this to share my knowledge, to share what I've learned. And what's so frustrating, Jim, is that so many people seem to be facts and fact immune, fact averse. I guess going back to the cognitive dissonance point you were making earlier. Uh, I, I think it goes even beyond cognitive dissonance. I, I really believe that um, the people that I interact with that are repeatedly boosted, they have a dramatic increase in not only psychiatric illness, but also cognitive uh, diminution. They, they are not cognitively aware. They, they're angry. Um, they're not able to deduce facts, which um, they I think they could have before, but they're hypervaxed. Um, so between the cognitive dissonance, the brainwashing um, that they've received, and and their own fright, um, and maybe uh, diminished cognitive capability from repeated boosting, which by the way, there's a, a, a it's there's an obvious mechanism there. The spike protein breaks the blood-brain barrier. It attacks every single endothelial cell of every single blood vessel in the brain. Of course, it would cause um, cognitive, uh, you know, dementias and cognitive disabilities um, and psychiatric issues. Of course, it would, and indeed, it has. So, I think that's contributed to it as well. Um, you know, in go ahead. I was going to say that uh, in 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 the business of of um, assessing the effects of, of, of this vaccine, um, I I think it's very it it affects every single organ uh, in in the human body. It has the ability to affect every single blood vessel, the lining of every single blood vessel, the so-called endothelial cells, causing inflammation. Um, and there's just a myriad a myriad of different um, idiopathophysiologic mechanisms causing uh, illness in every single organ system and a variety of different types of illness and also death. There's no question about it. And I know that you are a uh, obstetrician, uh, a paternity doctor. You're not a neurologist, but I've, you mentioned that you've seen this clinically. My background, actually, my focus, even though my my degree is in biology and all my study was 
in biology and chemistry and biochemistry. And my, my research focus was a neuroscience of all things. And one of the things I'm curious about, because as you said, it affects every epithelial tissue in the body and every blood vessel. Our emotions are controlled by a collection of structures in the brain referred to as the limbic system. And I'm wondering whether these clinical manifestations that you've you've seen, the anger, the uh, anxiety, the inability to process because the emotion is overriding the intellect, right? The limbic system is superseding the the frontal cortex where the center of logic. I, I'd love to see a study. Perhaps it's a functional MRI, perhaps it's, it's CT study. I'd love to see a study of comparing vaxxed brains and unvaxxed brains, specifically in terms of the limbic system and the response to stimuli that the limbic system of each type of brain exhibits. That would indeed be a very fascinating study. You know, in addition to the medical components and the physical components that you and I have just reviewed, let us not overlook, I know you are a spiritual person. I know that you are familiar, uh, have a strong faith and are familiar with a Judeo-Christian scripture. But let's be clear, um, if if you believe the Judeo-Christian scripture, which I do, I've been a student uh, most of my life, um, and, and there's no question that those who deny the existence of God and mock God and put God out of their lives, i.e. make themselves their own God, God gives them a way to delusion and to blindness. You know, listen, Jesus Christ railed on the Pharisees at the time for just that. You know, when he rode into uh, the Mount Olives in, on uh, Palm Sunday, uh, he wept as he was overlooking the city of Jerusalem. Um, if only you had been able to see written in the scripture who your savior is. But because you have rejected, you will be blinded. And then you go to Romans chapter one, you know, St. Paul, who wrote two thirds of the New Testament, uh, you know, he, he was killing Christians, as you know, mm -hmm. and, and right. he never knew Jesus until the Damascus Road when he got that revelation. And he yeah, we, was, we, we refer often to a Damascene conversion or the scales falling from your eyes. It's right. And, and when you go back and look at, I think, one of the most brilliant chapters he wrote of all the chapters of the, that he wrote in the New Testament is Romans 1. And in Romans 1, he clearly states that those who mock God and do evil deeds um, become cognitively impaired. They mm -hmm. lose their judgment. Professing to be brilliant, they become fools. Uh, uh, read it. It's an incredible treatise, spiritual treatise. It, it, it's wonderful. And even in the Old Testament, in, in the, the Hebrew Bible, back in Genesis, Right in this whole, you know, we we didn't we didn't intend to talk about transhumanism here, but you mentioned people making themselves their own god. That's what this whole transhumanism movement is: is to elevate humanity to the the status of of godliness, 
of making them godlike. And going back into Genesis, that's what the Tower of Babel was all about. Mm -hmm. The reason they were building the Tower of Babel was to go up to heaven to attack God. And, and the Lord not only confounded their plans, but he confounded their language. And when you confound someone's language and make them unintelligible to each other, you're, you're actually confounding them cognitively as well. So I, I think you're definitely on solid scriptural footing there. You, you know, also you, you can, you bring up the Tower of Babel, but this is really Tower of Babel too, right? This is the second, yeah. this is the final fulfillment because, you know, nowhere since the Tower of Babel, and I can't date that exactly in my head, you know, whether it was 5,000 BC or 4,000 BC, it's way back. But think about it, never since then until now have we had like the World Economic Forum that's implementing a global universal, just like Nimrod did. Right. Um, so we're looking at Nimrod II now coming in, um, who, who I believe will, will be the Antichrist. But there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of people that are right on his track, including you know George Soros and including the, the this uh, Noel Harari um, oh, and yeah. World Economic. These people are their own gods. They are, and their prince, of course, we believe is Satan. Right, and Satan is the prince of this world. Even Jesus. Yeah, that's did right. Did not contradict the devil when the devil tempted him and said, That's right. Bend the knee and all of these dominions will be yours. Jesus, Jesus didn't argue that with the, it. the devil had the power to give him those because the devil is the prince of this world. And that's, that's who exactly. these people are worshiping. But yeah. being Roman Catholic, a lot of people don't understand. I'm, in fact, including a lot of Catholics, quite frankly, when I tell my fellow Catholics this, they're, Oh, I never heard that in school. When you enter a Catholic church, you're stepping outside of time and space. And we say that because our creator created time and space. Time and space only exist in this universe. So you That's can right. ask, the universe is expanding. We know that instrumentally with our telescopes, but into what is it expanding? That question only makes sense inside this universe because time and space doesn't exist outside the universe. But our Lord does. So when you enter a Catholic church, you're stepping out of time and space, and you're literally at the foot of the cross with Jesus, offering himself as the perfect sacrifice to our Father. And that gives us the confidence to know that, Jim, people say in the end, God wins. God has already won. We're That's just right. waiting for that to play out on our reality here. we got about a minute left. Tell us about the wellness company and what people can find at TWC.com. Yes. Um, listen, all, all of the healthcare systems are captured. Sorry, TWC.health. Uh, that that's is. right. TWC.health. Um, and, and visit us. Um, your, the, the healthcare systems, including all the major hospital systems, are corrupted by this covenant with death. Get out of them. Don't ever go to one unless it's an absolute emergency. Come over, come out of bondage, come out of slavery in Egypt. Uh, freedom uh, at the wellness company or another parallel healthcare system where we're committed to honoring not only God and our creator, but honoring the physician-patient relationship. We don't bow down to the government mandates. We don't sign death blood contracts. But there's some very important products. Um, we talked about 
this. Well, uh, we're going to have to leave it there. Go to TWC.health for that information. Dr. James Thorpe, thank you so much. I always enjoy talking to you. Stay tuned here on TNT, today's news talk for the Hervorier Morris Show. I'm Timothy Shea. Until next time, God bless you. God bless these United States. Keep fighting the good fight.